to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor. Y'all know it. Come on, talk to me. It's an honor and privilege that you've taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. Uh, Listen, I don't take none of that lightly. I can never say it enough. You know, we can never appreciate people enough or let them know what we think of them. And uh, listen, from the bottom of my heart, I love and appreciate each and every one of you that take the time out of your life to join this conversation, to have this conversation with me. Uh, We have so many things going on. And then those are joining us for the very, very first time. Let me give you a special, special thank you, because you could really be doing anything right now, whether it be in isolation and quarantine, because, you know, all that craziness, Uh, concentrating on elections, trying to get your ballot straight. We got that going on. We got social injustice and unrest and uncertainty going on everywhere. You got that going on, not including the the if uh, you have an employment issues, if your money is funny. Listen, there's a whole bunch of things you could be focusing on, but you decided to join this conversation. And I just want to tell you, thank you. And I appreciate you. Love you uh, as well. And then let me tell you about what this conversation is about. What is this is the day is about. We're about discussing various topics that the church body does not talk about uh, on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, all of us, no matter what you think, feel or believe without judgment will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have a conversation freely here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade. Y'all already know we in times of uncertainty right now. Come on, y'all. Listen, do we have to talk about that? Like, many people are experiencing various various challenges uh, that could be affecting uh, your faith, and doubt can be creeping in. You may feel paralyzed right now and cannot move. And one thing about why we started this conversation on how to apply your faith is maybe it's time to get back to the basics of faith. No matter where you are in your faith walk, whether you have no faith at all, uh, where you have faith of size of a mustard seed or faith the size of a watermelon, there is always room for growth. And especially during this time uh, right now, what's going on, because, you know, I'm having a lot of issues just with the body of Christ, the whole body. And and certain parts, different parts are doing what they need to do and other parts are not. And I'm having a big issue because uh, the church, I believe at this moment, is leading, is helping uh, people be paralyzed and not helping exercise uh, their faith. So this is uh, something that we just need to continue to talk about. And if you have not listened to the previous episodes, listen, especially if you're joining us for the very first time. This is episode three. So definitely go and listen to episodes one and two about how to apply your faith uh, so you can catch up. They will bless your soul. And then also we have, uh, we finished a few other conversations like end times, how will they look? Also, when you talk about how to have 
10 principles of how to have a successful uh, relationship. You, that, that, that'll that bless your soul as well. And then we just went through how to treat one another. That's especially crucial during this time. So we have plenty of conversations that you can be a part of. Definitely go uh, and listen to them on whatever podcast platform you use. This is the day uh, with Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And then if you, anytime you want to interact with me, ask me questions or anything like that, you can always hit me up at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D on any of my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitters. You can always connect with me and we can have a continued conversation uh, from this one. And so we're going to get into a little bit today about how to uh, live by faith. We're living by faith. And also the effectual faith. Uh, an effectual faith is producing or capable of producing an intended effect. So we're going to get into a couple of these things. This is going to be a short conversation, you know, because I know we pack a lot of information when we get to talking because, you know, we could just go on and on, y'all, because we just be talking like that. But you know what? We're just going to break it down a little bit more for you so, you know, you can absorb everything that's being said. You can apply things in different areas of life. And so before we get started, you know, as we always do, ladies and gentlemen, let's always make sure that your seat and tray tables are in the upright position. And if you feel any turbulence uh, during this flight, that is God only shaking the plane at the very root of what does not need to belong, what does not belong here. If you're listening with somebody, which I hope you are, you look at them and say, hey, you ready? You look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let us go. Let's talk about that living by faith. Come on, y'all. That living by faith. That whoo, Jesus. Yeah, it's tough. That living by faith. You know, we already said scriptures like now faith is uh, things hoped for. You know, that's every everybody uses that faith. We always talk about how without faith it's impossible to please God. So, what does this this living by faith really mean? Because uh, a lot of us want to get to, uh, don't understand, we always hear these uh, church, we hear these scriptures, we hear church jargon sometime and all that kind of stuff. And what does it live by faith actually means? And we're going to talk about that. Uh, let's look at right now, Hebrews 10.32. It says, remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Now, the question now becomes, have you ever stood your ground? The Greek word wording in this passage is where we get the word athletics, quote unquote, referring to when we you are just about to finish a race. But before it ends, you give up when you could have made it and even won. How many times have we seen somebody in athletics, they just gave up and then all they have to do is just go a little bit more and they could have obtained the prize. Here, God is saying to us, you can do it. The original readers seemed to have more faith during the Christian infancy than later as seasoned Christians. So listen, you know, when this first thing first started, you know, after Jesus died, came back, he uh, spent a little more time with the disciples before he made his final ascension uh, into heaven. And then once the disciples started to this movement, it's not even a movement, it's a revelation or a revolution. It's uh, God's way doing things being right. The, the uh, you know, the kingdom of God is at hand. When this thing first started, what happened, their faith was on an all-time high because they had just came from being with the Lord, like physically, one-on-one. -on -one. And so then now, when you talk about their faith was at an all-time high, so now when it gets, by the time it gets to us, now we are solely on faith, like not having ever to see Jesus physically, 
But now, or, because that's what our faith is, is the hope in in Jesus and what he did for us. Or God, for God so loved the Lord that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's the faith that we have. But because of the watered downness, because of the bad teaching all through history, oh boy, don't get me started, because of the hijacking as far as what the Europeans did, as far as making Jesus white. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that either. But you know, when you look at the Bible, that uh, Jesus was a man of color. When you talk about Garden of Eden, that is all around in Africa. So don't get me started. That is a whole another subject for another day. But what happens is the people, the disciples that started, after Jesus until now. Then even when you talk about with Paul writing two thirds of the New Testament, that what their faith was. I mean, he had an encounter with Jesus on that road uh, to Damascus. Saul, why have you persecuted me? I mean, he had that encounter. So therefore his faith was amazingly high. Well, we got to get back to that. Even though we've never physically seen Jesus, we have experienced him or you should have experienced him, or you can experience him in some way, shape, or form right now. Understand this, as they also faced the same persecution before, this was a warning to not let go or allow themselves to be fed up. When we face challenges, we need to look back and see what God did for us as further motivation and hold on to what he has yet to do as part of our perseverance of faith. Listen, y'all, God's going to do it. Now, I know we won't uh, listen. We won't right now. We we love to listen to that radio station. W.I.I.F.M. What's in it for me? Listen, we want to be like, I thought my faith, we can move mountains. If Yeah, if you don't doubt. So, uh, yeah, your faith can move mountains. But sometimes we have more faith in the stuff than as far as then in the creator. We have the faith in the things and the stuff versus what we have faith in, which is in God, which is in Jesus and what he did for us. Don't get mad at me, y'all. I, I know, I know we got uh, some prosperity ministries, you know, look at that. Look, they're faith-based. They're even though I know that's crazy to say, right? They're faith-based, but because everything's based on faith, but it's the faith in using your faith to get things and stuff. And that's not why we have faith because God already said in Deuteronomy 8, 18, I give thee power to get wealth, to establish the covenant. So sometimes uh, we have lost our way when we talk about why we have things and stuff, why you have money, because money is nothing more than seed that you plant in the ground and you get a crop. And not only do you get to eat, but other people get to eat as well. It's not just for you. We forget that second part. Yeah, God gives us power to get wealth. But the reason why he's giving you power to get wealth, to have money, things and stuff is so you can establish the covenant that he has with you. And how, what is that? That means feeding his people. That means clothing his people. That means forsaking not the assembly of yourself. That means always being that, living that lifestyle that shows the Jesus that's inside of you. I'm sorry. It's not about your Bentley, your Mercedes. It's not about your Prada, your Louis Vuitton, and all those are nice, but it's not about any of those things. I know in church, that's why a lot of people go to church. You know, let me get, I got to get to my blessing. <laughs> Well, you know, the blessing is that if God draws you and therefore you have an experience with him and then um, you accept salvation, which is a gift, and then therefore you'll have eternal life. That's what you have faith in. <laughs> Not the things of the stuff, because 
uh, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we need to worry about seeking God's way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God weighs, God's way of doing things and being right. And then he'll give us all the things and the stuff. I'm just saying that scripture, you know, you know how I feel about context. Keep the thing in context. So if you take the word text out of the word context, all you are left with is a con. You know I'm going to keep it in context for you. I'm going to keep it as real, as 100 as possible. But I'm just letting you know that uh, I've always said for a long time, the church is just off message as a body. We are so off message between all the scandals and the cover-ups and all that kind of stuff and focusing on the wrong things. I mean, especially right now in this election. Oh, my God. If I hear one more church bring up another uh, uh, person for the election or try to just focus on 45, let's just get him out, even though Biden and the, the lady, uh, Harris, they don't even like black people at all and don't care whatsoever and then black people are so sometimes we just don't do the research and study we think we're democratic uh just automatically when historically quote unquote we're republicans but it don't matter where you democrat or republican both of them serve the same master but the church has gotten so off message we're so confused and all into a whole bunch of stuff instead of focusing on the message we got evangelicals for republicans now i mean this this thing is crazy y'all right now but the church is not focusing on what our strength are what we're supposed to be here for we're here to uh show the power of god show the strength of who uh jesus is that's what we're supposed to we're supposed to help people transform into who god has called them to be that is what we're supposed, we're supposed to fellowship. We're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. We're supposed to love the Lord by God with everything. And the second is just like we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's what we're here for. But no, we are focusing on so much other stuff that has nothing to do with God. Oh, man, I'm in so much trouble right now, but it is what it is. Remember this. The original hearers of this passage had tasted and seen that God, that the Lord is good, that they had produced fruit and had changed lives, even in suffering and warning. God is there with his hands stretched out with comfort and encouragement that, quote unquote, you can still do it. God is always saying we can still do it. Like God, imagine God is our biggest cheerleader. Like he has his pom-poms on and everything. And he, and Jesus at his right hand as our chief intercessor praying for us. Listen, even though he knows the outcome, he is still literally there cheering, praying that we do it, that we do the right thing, that we win. He's sitting there going, woo, if they could just see me, I'm, I'm praying for them. I know they can do it. So understand this. So do not be discouraged when life gets tough. Hang on and in there. Jesus will get you through. Also, in context, understand this, is the importance of mutual faith and support to build one another up and persevere through tough times. You can find that in Psalms 34, 8. That is really what it's about, you guys. How can two walk together unless they agree? to do so. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. It's about mutual faith, support. We got to build each other up. That's why we have to carry each other's burdens. That's why you heard me say it many times. There's no such thing as social distancing whatsoever. Not, and it's not godly at all. And I double dare any 
bishop, preacher, anybody to tell me different because I'll be like, no, no, not at all. Because you can't find nothing socially distant about Jesus's ministry, especially when he went into uh, the area with the blind, lame uh, and the paralyzed uh, with the with the man at the pool of Bethesda. When he touched uh, uh, 10 leopards and healed them and then one came back and then he says, wasn't there 10? I'm just saying his whole ministry had nothing to do with social distancing. Anybody believe social distancing is of God? Well, you better really look at your Bible and really check your relationship with him. What if God, here's a question. What if God was to be socially distant from you when you need him? Oh my God, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm doing my praise Dan, right now. What if God was to be socially distant from you? What if you went in your prayer room right now? And he was like, you know what? Because y'all in the middle of a pandemic, which I know you're in the middle of, which really is not a, I'm not even going to say it, whatever this is. What if in the middle of all this right now, you're doing in your prayer time and God's looking back at you saying, well, I'm just going to be socially distanced right now. I can't hear you right now. Your mask is covering up your best weapon, which is your mouth. Oh boy. How can you come with me in faith if you have a mask on? If no disease, nothing can get even close to me. And if you're going to commune with me and be in my presence, how dare you come to me with a mask on? What if God was to be socially distant with you? You see how we think sometimes? Like, listen, that's why God's ways are not our ways. That's why his thoughts are not our thoughts. I'm in so much trouble right now, but it is what it is. Also understand this, living by faith must have an object or it is useless and meaningless. Remember this very important fact. Jesus is our object of faith and our call is to pursue him, not ideas or trends or situations that mess somebody up right there. I'm going to say that again. This may save somebody's life. This may launch somebody's faith into a whole stratosphere. This statement right here has so much clarity on how to live by faith. I'm going to say it for you again. You know, I'm gonna, watch this. I'm going to say it slow. Living by faith must have an object or it's useless and meaningless. Remember this very important fact. Christ is our object of faith and our call is to pursue him, not ideas or trends or situations. We are sojourners of faith in daily life, just as the Israelites drifted among the nations before they reached the promised land. The point is that we do not belong to humanity and culture. Rather, we belong to God. We are made, somebody better listen to me on this, we are made for heaven and not for this world. Our life here is just where we learn to practice faith. We can live out our Christian lives and with eyes and trust upon Jesus and not on circumstances. Understand this, what is incomprehensible such as the universe when we know the one who made it and gave command to it. What is not seen can be seen by seeing him. We have trust and faith for living. Come on, y'all. We focusing on the wrong things and stuff. What if we all, just as the world, instead of worrying about who's going to be uh, the president, because the president has no power whatsoever. 
None. No, no power whatsoever. Has no power whatsoever. 45 is just a face to a, a, a dog and pony show. That's all he is to keep people distracted. And the ones he keeping distracted right now is black people at the most right now. He's distracting all of them because they're whining, complaining over here. Everybody's getting all pumped up. Let me got to vote. We got to get him out. And mark my words, if he gets reelected, which I'm pretty sure he's going to get selected again, not elected. He's going to get selected again because guess what? The Electoral College is the one who selects the president. Just like they did the last time. Black people, what are you going to do when that happens again? Because you ran out, you voted, all the churches rallied behind uh, the two other candidates. That's again, what you going to do now? You're going to have to live another four years through the same foolishness. And even if he's not reelected, you still going to live another four years through the same foolishness. It's all foolishness. But the point is, we need to be focusing on God. We need to be focusing on why our neighbor is over here in isolation and in quarantine, and uh, especially with people with the gifts of healing, even if they got something going on with them, uh, sick or whatever, why we're not touching people at this moment. Oh, I'm sorry, because the government told you not to. Told you is defying what you're supposed to do, your divine right, what you're supposed to, your godly thing you're supposed to do. You're listening to that. I'm just saying, why there are so many things that the church could be doing at this moment. I heard uh, there are some pastors and stuff like that. They've been talking about, you know, they got on Zoom call and talking about, well, is the church relevant in this time? And I'm here to tell you. Uh, listen, I, Pastor Wade is telling you right now, if you're posing that question, is the church relevant? Listen, you need to talk to the people. And from the people that I've talked to, because I've talked to several different people, the church is not relevant in this time. And it's not because uh, we're not essential. It's because we choose to not do anything right now. We're not saying anything. We just, we're conformed to the world at this moment moment so all of romans 12 right now we just need to just tear some we just gonna erase some scriptures some uh, verses out because we're definitely not doing it we're definitely not presenting ourselves as living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god which is our reasonable service we definitely it says be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing your mind we're definitely are conformed to the world right now we are not affecting the world the world has affected the church so therefore when people look at the church and look at the world you know what they see no difference that's why there's not a lot of power there's not a lot of transformation in time this is the moment that the church was supposed to take the lead this is the moment that we were supposed to elevate our faith just as a body to the whole next level this is the moment where individuals faith when you talk about living by faith is supposed to go to a whole nother level even if you didn't have any faith you you at least get a faith of a mustard seed by the time this thing was over and then if you had faith of mustard seed by the time this thing's over you may have faith of a watermelon by the end of this thing but no now, some individuals are taking advantage of it. But if you're talking about the body, the church body as a whole, oh, no, 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 no. Listen, I went, God rest her, so I went to a, a funeral where we actually gathered. And I'm sitting up there going, are we really going to sit in here with mask on? Are we serious right now? And then we got the bishop up there with his mask on talking about, 
this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. And first of all, you know I was offended because that's my scripture right there. Second of all, you said shout hallelujah through the mask. Well, hallelujah for, for what? What are we shouting hallelujah for? Like, listen, if we're going to do it and give God praise, we're going to do it, especially in faith. What? Don't, see, y'all, see, these, these kind of things upset me. So I had to take my mask off. I said, it is what it is. Listen, if God is here and we asking God to commune with us in this moment, listen, I'm willing to take that risk. If you got your mask on, you should be safe because you believe and trust in your mask. But I'm going to have faith in God, Jehovah Rapha, the healer. I'm going to have faith in the God that's overall. I'm going to have faith in Jehovah Sabaoth, the God of the universe. I'm going to have faith in my shield, my buckler, my strong watchtower. I'm going to have faith in my table of presence. I'm going to have faith in my chief intercessor. I'm going to have faith in my chief cornerstone. I am going to have faith in that versus anything this world has to offer, whether it be COVID, Corona, whatever you want to call it. There's so much things worse than that out there in the world right now. All COVID is is the renamed flu. That's right. I said it. That's all it is, is the renamed flu. Because you want to know the other names for the uh, for COVID? Let's see. We got regular flu. Remember H1N1, whatever that was. Uh, influenza, whatever you want to call it. All COVID is the renamed flu. But we put more belief in what our government, what the news tell us. Don't get me started on that Dr. Fauci. Don't get me started on him. What he tells us, CNBC, CNN, versus what the word tells us. And guess what? Because not too many men and women of God is really preaching that word like believe in faith and have trust in God. Because, oh no, we got to shut our doors. That's why John MacArthur. Whether you agree with him or not. And I know there's many other pastors and preachers that are actually doing what he's doing. But basically, when he sits there and goes, listen, I know the law of the land, so I'm going to follow that. And then I know the word at the same time, and he does that. And he still has 3,000 people there, and nobody is getting quote-unquote sick. Oh, boy. Am I in trouble yet? I hope so. Now, understand this. The, this passage in Hebrews 11 uses biographies of people to show the various uh, deeds, virtue, accomplishments, and endurance of people of faith. So we have a multitude of various examples to encourage us to believe we can do it too. Redemptive history is filled with regular people who stepped up. The faith that they had, we can have too. They were no better than we are other than they saw God and trusted in him. They made mistakes, just like we do, y'all. Yet they perceive because, or not perceived, they persevere. See, got to make sure, keep things in context. They didn't perceive, they persevered because of their convictions and confidence of faith. Here's an example. Would be Abel who brought a better sacrifice and showed righteousness when Cain displayed evil. Even though he is dead, his legacy lives on. My man Enoch, whoo, man. Enoch was another example. God took him up in heaven because he pleased God. We cannot please or serve God without exercising faith. Good God Almighty. Also, my man Noah demonstrated faith when his entire culture, people, did not believe. Where are the Noahs of the world right now? I, that's what we need. We need Noahs of the world right now. That man, he ain't never seen rain, y'all. But he's still... 
because being obedient to God still built the boat. He ain't never seen water. He ain't never, not never seen water. He never seen rain as far as falling from the sky, hit the ground. And yet he built an ark. We're the Noah's right now of the world. Oh, don't get me started. And Noah also demonstrated faith when his entire culture and people did not believe. Yet God used him to build an ark to save humanity while he condemned the rest of the world's depravity. You can find that in Genesis 23 and 4, Levi, uh, Leviticus uh, 25, 23, and Jeremiah 29 and 13. Scripture is telling us that without faith, it is an impossible to please God. Let me say that again to help somebody. Scripture is telling us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. In other words, it is by faith. It is by faith. Let me say that again. It is by faith. We draw near to God. Christian faith is our occupation and righteousness is our journey and destination. Woo! Let me do my praise dance on that. Christian faith is our occupation and righteousness is our journey and destination. This is also a true definition of worship, seeking to give our life and devotion and gratefulness to Christ our Lord. Romans 4.13, you can find it at Romans 12.1 and 2, Philippians uh, 4 and 8, 1 Thessalonians 2 and 4, Hebrews 10.35 and 12 and 17 and 28. We should be motivated by God, work God's word and the examples of others so we can examine our attitude to see if there is room and there should be lots of it for improvement in our relationship with God and those around us. Our endurance, here it comes, will communicate encouragement for our staying power. It is contagious, as in, you can do it too. I'm telling you, y'all, God is screaming that you can do it right now. He is He is our biggest cheerleader in this moment if we would just look for him and believe. When God seems far away and no one seems to care about injustice or your concerns, God is still there caring. He will vindicate and care for you, turning your suffering into his glory and a benefit to others. Oh my goodness, we are so there right now. All we got to do is believe it, y'all. This is what we're talking about, living by faith. Now let's talk about uh, effectual faith and we're going to be done. Effectual faith. So we talked about living by faith. We just had that conversation. Now let's talk about that effectual faith. Effectual faith is producing or capable of producing an intended effect. Hebrews 10.38, but my righteousness, one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. Oh boy, don't get mad at me. I didn't, that ain't my words. Those, that's the word. Hebrews 10.38, but but my righteousness, one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. So remember when I said in other uh, conversation, I said, God is not pleased with the church body at this moment. There's the scripture right there. Because we have shrunk back. The whole body. Now, individuals, there are individual church out there that are moving forward, even in this time, doing their best that they can. But they're still moving forward. They haven't shrunk back. They haven't totally let the world affect them. They're still exercising their faith and moving forward. But I'm telling you, if we were to get a whole grade as the body of, uh, of Christ, as the body of Jesus, as the ones that's supposed to be on the forefront of humanity, right now, we got, we definitely in that D minus, close to the F range right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm just saying, we're failing right now. Can a regular person make it as a Christian today in a harsh, unfriendly world with a weak and shallow church that does not back him or up? Ah, 
Man, that hurts, man. I hate to even ask that question right there. Can a regular person make it as a Christian today in a harsh, unfriendly world with a weak and shallow church that does not back him or up? Well, the answer is definitely yes. But just the fact that we have to address that question and that's what's going on right now, it, it hurts to even say that. Understand this, that the author of Hebrews is alerting regular folks that by faith in Jesus, ordinary people became extraordinary and left an everlasting legacy, a reputation, an example that we can follow too. The names given represent all kinds of people of faith who demonstrated that, that they and we can persevere and overcome harsh trials and afflictions through faith. These were people like us who understand stress and persecution stood up and saw the object and loyalty to be the to be the sovereign lord of the universe who is our full confidence trust and assurance those people watch this we may regard as great were also just regular folks y'all who under great strain and situations kind of like what we're going through right now they just exercised trust and faith in god that's all they did that is why they are great and why they persevere. We could do this too. Listen, all we got to do is overcome y'all and go through the valley of the shadow of death so that because we don't fear no evil, even if we have our mask on. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not in the text. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall feel no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. We're we looking for comfort in the wrong place. I'm just saying, we're looking for comfort in the wrong place. We're exercising our faith, we're exercising our faith to the wrong things or stuff. Uh-oh, uh-oh. These people overthrew kingdoms and did great things, for they trusted and received God's promises. Some who had trusted in God were tortured, and they still hope and faith in God, for they knew this life was temporary, and they held fast for the life to come. They were too good for this world. They stayed in the race to win the prize and receive God's approvals and reward, as we will because of our faith in Jesus. They are the examples that we can follow, understanding that we can indeed do it too. The audiences, come on, watch this, of this letter were originally being persecuted by Jewish leaders and their families were being hostile to them too. They needed to rehear these examples as we do today, y'all, as they were being encouraged and even threatened to quit the church that their society condoned as a cult, an offshoot sect of Judaism. Understand this, by faith, come on, y'all, is also an illustration that be, to be in Christ or be in Jesus means we identify with Jesus' work and receive his grace and to be mature. We bear his disgrace. Oh my God, let me say that again. By faith, also an illustration that to be in Jesus means to identify with Jesus' work and receive his grace and to mature. We bear his disgrace. Many of these great people of faith did just that, knowing their reward was not in this world, but would come in heaven. Our faith is steady when we are in Jesus. We receive it from him through his spirit as revealed and described in his word. It is a promise and a fact that is received. As it is revealed to us, we are to respond to it by building more. Don't get mad at the messenger, y'all. Faith is no luxury. Come on, talk to me, y'all. Faith is not luxury. It is our necessity for the right of being a Christian, being and living. 
Faith is essential for us to know Jesus, to worship him, to be led by him, and to lead others to him. Without it, y'all better listen to me now, we are at best just a nuisance in the kingdom and perhaps even a distraction and an ill. Real faith is planted in our hearts and minds and is merely confirmed by our actions and attitude. As Jesus is our object and the destination for our faith, if we ignore our faith buildup, we will fall and sin. My goodness. Here, this begs the question, y'all. What are you doing for your faith? Here are the leaders of faith who per persevered, and you can too, but how? It all comes back to object and loyalty. In Jesus, we have what is most important, deliverance. What we face in trials, frustrations in life are merely temporary. So we have to keep our eye on what is important. Faith is in the promise of Jesus. Our hope is in him, not in what we have or what we want. What God fulfills is up to him and his timing. Somebody needed to hear that right there. What God fulfills is up to him and his timing. Through God's intervention and promise, we have his help and our fears and flaws can be overcome and used through his strength. Even when we do not have confidence in him, we eventually will, even if it is not until eternity. Woo! Y'all go get mad at me. Y'all can look that up in Romans 8, 26 through 28, 2 Corinthians 12 through 9, and Hebrews 4 and 10. Christians living is about our lives being centered in Jesus and trusting in him for our provision, yet not waiting around, doing nothing. Faith calls us to action, not to complacency or foolishness. Real effectual faith is our conviction of trust and confidence that we do not merely believe, for even the demons do that. But that we have assurance beyond doubt. It is the object of our faith that is paramount and that Jesus is the Christ and he is the substance that gives us hope ladies and gentlemen we got to pause for the cause right there we're gonna have to pause because i just gave y'all so much right there just gave y'all so much listen 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 go back listen to this again because i know it was a lot of information go back come on y'all go back and listen to this again that's a lot we're gonna stop right there and we're gonna let this conversation go on until next week how is that? Because listen, you need to you need to get that all ingrained in your spirit. I thank you for tuning in to episode three, how to apply your faith. I thank you for all your support and responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically, it takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding, and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, faith without works is dead. Apply these tools to take your faith to the next level. Special thanks to my man, KC, at I Am Music Group for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork. The Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. 18 for the baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, that's my pastor. I love him. Uh, and Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Day intro. Get up! Mornings with 
my first lady, Erica Campbell, a special shout out to all the California Worship Center family in North Hollywood. Remember to subscribe. Come on, y'all, subscribe. Tell your friends and family to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day's Facebook page or feedback on my Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Always remember, God believes in you, and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.